welcome to a podcast from Hope Church Glasgow. For more about us, check out hopechurchglasgow.org. Hi, welcome to this uh, podcast. And uh, today, I just want to ask you a question. Where are you? It's the it's the question God asked Adam. As Adam and Eve were hiding in, in the bushes in in the beginning chapters of the Bible in Genesis 3. And really, I'm asking a question at a, a deep level. And right, well, Andy, I'm sitting at my computer. I'm riding my bike. No, no, where are you on the inside is really uh, what we're asking today. Because where we think we are at uh, functions to define who we think we are, what what we think we are. Not like I'm an engineer or I'm a teacher, but what we feel about ourselves that are our true nature really um and so i want to kind of dig into that today i know it sounds a bit but hang in there it has massive massive uh outcomes uh, and practical applications so i'm going to tell a story this story is real but it's a it's a bit of an amalgam so it's authentic but to protect some of the people involved it's it, it's it's a bit of a mashup as well uh but the best way to to try and uncover what I'm talking about is through a story. So I I knew somebody who was uh, part of a great, actually loving family, quite an academic lot. And this was back back in the day when uh, 11 plus was a thing. So it's going back a few years. And the 11 plus, if you, it was a kind of pass fail binary thing. If you failed, you went to like ordinary secondary school back then. And if you, if you passed, you went to grammar school where the, the smart kids went. So you can you can see already what this sets up in in society. But that's how it was. And this this child was in this family, and they were waiting, you know, like the envelope to drop. We didn't get it by email back then. Excuse me with with the results. I've got my coffee here. I'm going to chat this through with you while sipping coffee. And and so they're waiting for the results, and this family, yeah, like I said, bit academic, bit intellectual, have lots of kind of family chats about fantastically intellectual things, and they're all involved. The kids are involved, and 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 uh, the results come through, and and this this son has failed, which means he goes to like ordinary school, and and. In, in this person's history, then, they, as they tell the story, they, they, they real, realize that somewhere around there, the relationship with their dad changed. It's like he only knew how to relate through academia. And actually, the interests and skills and, and abilities of, of this child were not really in that arena. So he's just said that at that point, in his experience, it's like his dad was more distant, less engaged with him, didn't include him in some of the chats, that kind of thing. It's as if he didn't know how to engage with a son who who, who wasn't good at the things that he was good at. But this set up something inside, you know, as, he, as he looks back, sometime, sometime many years later. Actually, that set up and translated to his relationship with father as he became heavenly father he became a christian later and how he saw the father this sort of slither of insecurity 
inserted itself in that relationship to this fear of losing intimacy that there was a conditionality on it if he didn't perform if he didn't bring in the results if he didn't uh if he didn't make it and and this this introduced this sort of element of performance for into his world of relationship with Jesus, the Spirit, and the Father. And, and, and for, this guy was amazing for years. God would, would move on him, use him, speak to him. Uh, and this kind of slither of untruth, of lie, kind of remained hidden. It was just part of his normal. Uh, and and the the result of that was that internally... He realised later he was he was battling quite regularly with fears, with with condemnation and accusation in his head, fears of you know that, that suddenly some of the affection of Heavenly Father would would be switched off. So this conditionality was in in his relationship, um, and fear, fears for other things crept in which meant you know faith was a was a battleground you had to battle and wrestle to get back in or be in a place of faith that kind of thing was going on um and and this th this was pretty wearying actually and uh, and although there was all this you know experiencing god knew about god knew bible verses even had you know, in a healing prayer for other stuff this thing remained hidden and it distorted his thoughts about god his inner image of father son and holy spirit was off it, it was the lens he viewed that through was affected uh, and although in his head and with his mouth he could quote verses about the father this inner reality uh, was a bit off and that also expected not just how he saw the father the lens how he saw that but it affected how he saw himself as you can imagine if you constantly kind of have these accusations popping up in your head you're going to think well there's probably something wrong with me no i'm not quite as good as i think i should be um so he felt he had to make his mark to be valid and validated um and also felt deep down the inside a bit alone a bit disconnected from the life of jesus unless he made an effort to reconnect it's like his inner soul was in this this place that kind of whirred around a little bit rather than had a solid sense of connection love acceptance and and all of this fracture by by some people's experience of a family life was 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 actually a fairly small one it still had a massive effect um, on on all these perceptions, and some people's trauma is 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 way more significant than this event, you know, at face value. But traumas in childhood uh, can and often do affect the way we then view the the greatest parental figure in the universe, which is Heavenly Father. Um. So this this thing didn't shift and, and and wasn't even really brought to light fully in in his conscience and, and he wasn't conscious of it 
until something started to happen and something started to dawn on the inside of him where he knew Jesus was in unconditionally joined to his life where his life was really at. So what he's saying is that he knew Jesus had joined him increasingly realized that he joined him in all the broken spots not in all the best spots that that jesus had 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 joined not a cleaned up life or an achieving life or an successful life but it joined him in his worries and anxieties and feeling of disconnection it actually joined him right there at the deepest places because these are the places where our dreams come from our hopes bubble up from and also our nightmares that's he realized that's where when talked about christ in him that's what he realized that's where jesus uh, pitched his tent um and and this taking up residence in the inner sanctum of his soul was scary but increasingly wonderful because the glory camp of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit was in the deepest recesses of his mind and heart. And, and what he says that he saw was, was a massive smile on their face. And that they embraced him right where he was. And they embraced him in his questions. They embraced him in his fears. They embraced his condemnations without condemning <laughs> even his condemnations were condemned and he didn't jesus didn't step back because there was some fear still lurking or anxiety that still persisted in, in in this now mature man's life he literally started to lovingly hug the hell out of the inner world of this person oh, awesome I think we all carry something that is a distortion at some level at some point it could be an upbringing issue could be upbringing plus religion church that means that we're not quite secure in our connection with the father and he wants to change that from the inside out and just to give us some 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 bible on this what what's going on here what are we talking about in this illustrative story the galatians 2:20 which we've talked about here before says i have been crucified with christ it's no longer i who live but christ who lives in me and that that sense of christ living in us is a is something real it's not a Oh, just something spiritual that we'll taste the fullness of. Of sorry, when Jesus comes back, it's not just a, a doctrinal statement that makes us feel good. It's actually a truth that that Christ Jesus has come to live inside us, and He's not in an anteroom, a side room. He's fully there, um, inside us. What what He's doing there? Matthew 11 helps us to understand what he's about. And in Matthew 11, 
Jesus says this in, in 27, verse 27. He says, all things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Now, Jesus is inside you. That means he's choosing to reveal the Father to you, and he has the exclusive relationship with the Father. He is saying here, he alone knows the Father, but when he comes, when he lives inside of us, he is there to share his relationship with the Father with us. He's there, he's including us in his relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. He's 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 there making it fully safe for us to be fully us as he shares his relationship with the Father with us. Now, why I keep saying that is because it's, first of all, not your relationship with God. <laughs> so the sustaining of it and the nurturing of it sits much more with him than it does with you. Now, of course, you can partake of this. You can realize this. You can enjoy this reality. He's sharing it with you. He's not just doing it on his own somewhere deep in your soul. But but he's already established the link, and it, it's permanent, it's loving, it's celebratory, it's all the things that his, his Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, joy, acceptance, love, uh, mutual, mutual honor and celebration of one another, creative energy, uh, yeah, just on and on. What that is, you're included in from the inside out of your very being. I'm included in, and, and as that, that realization dawned in, in in the first of our story it became more and more safe to come out of hiding remember we started this is where are you where are you is often we're hiding and we don't even know we are and we don't know what we're hiding and actually the safety of the embrace of the father son and the spirit means we're like oh my goodness yeah i've been scared my whole life and it's okay because i'm included in his relationship it's not going to damage my relationship. It doesn't all lean on whether I'm believing God well today or not. It leans on whether Jesus is believing God well today or not. And, you know, you know, the answer to that, he's doing a great job and he's doing it right there inside of you and me. And this is absolutely joyful. The more that I see this, the more it's like, whew, he's done the heavy lifting and he's sharing the fruit of it with me constantly from the inside out so you know my fears my worries my you know wobbles he totally gets it and he just keeps hugging them out of me he just keeps loving them out of me he keeps celebrating me from the inside out so jesus goes on to say i've gone off on one there haven't I? in matthew 11 on the back of this revelation that he the son knows the father exclusively but he's sharing his relationship with the father with us to say, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So he's piercing right to the core of us, rest for the soul, because of the nature of his being. So as we're joined to him which is what this yoking thing is means as, as we're describing we get to experience the true nature of jesus which is gentle and lowly in heart which brings our souls to a place of rest and, and, and in 
the podcast we did last week, it talked about our rest is our testimony. But this is where it comes from. It comes from knowing the embrace of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit unconditionally inside us. It comes from them sharing their relationship with us, that we're included in a thing they are sustaining, and that we know we have the unwavering approval and affection that is unconditional. I don't have to be awesome. I don't have to make my mark. I don't have to live free of fear to be uh, seen and received and loved and embraced by the Heavenly Father, filled by the Holy Spirit and celebrated by, by Jesus. So hopefully today this is helping you be you, not like some fake version, but that, that you can tell the Father where you are. He's absolutely fine with wherever it is. But he, remember, he's not, in a sense, leaving you there. He he's wants you to know that he's embraced you in already that, that the unconditional, permanent, celebratory, joyous, loving thing that is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You're in. You're in. I'm in. With all warts and all, worries and anxieties, I'm in. I'm loved. I'm accepted. I'm celebrated. So Heavenly Father, I pray for those listening today that that they would know that, that Jesus, you are gentle and lowly in heart and you are inside of them sharing freely, generously, excitedly, passionately your relationship with the Father, with them, um, that you've taken, if you like, the burden of sustaining and maintaining and establishing this fellowship and this union upon yourself. And we we are caught up in that as a free gift. Thank you. Thank you. Reveal that to us more and more. In Jesus' name, God bless you guys. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, or search Hope Church Glasgow on your favourite podcast player.